0: spell
1: on you Cause
0: you're mine Welcome to Hex Rated where we four witches will take you on a magical you journey you through do. foul language and outrageous feminism and maybe a little witchy shit.
1: can't stand it you're running around
0: you know now we are okay i don't have any like demands being made on my guacamole like i just want it in my fucking mouth that's very gracious of you like i don't care what i don't need is you to pony up your little side cart and fucking make a big production out of it
2: Apparently, I have missed out on this. I you never don't know about,
0: like, tableside guacamole. guacamole. Well, it, I at, feel on like the border, it's, yeah. it's guacamole live. live. Guacamole live. It's like it's a show. Yeah, like like you're uh, having some stand-up or
2: something happen.
0: It, but it's not. It's just a dude that's real sad about making so you some guacamole. do they,
2: like, chef you, like, the guacamole? Yeah, yeah they
0: basically have all the ingredients laid out on this little wheelie cart. And then they... You know chop chop all the shit up oh, do right they there flip knives around they no have a, no it's not
1: that much of a show what no.
0: is that bowl called it's got oh a there is a name. word for it mm, it has an x in it bam doing good anyway it is the traditional like bowl that they like that uh, uh mexicans grind corn in yeah it, right? it's for grinding or mixing right. stuff up yeah they they have one of those and they make your guacamole, and it's it's lovely, it's delicious, it's great. But I just need I need you to do all that. Like you can do that. You don't have to do it in front of me. It's I. What I'm saying is I appreciate that gesture very much. But I feel like you're just give me the guacamole. You're adding two or three dollars for this, you know, lights, camera, action situation. Which really all I want to do is get the fastest way for that that guacamole specifically, not your dumb little side guacamole. That one to be in my mouth as fast as possible. I don't
1: even care that it costs more. I'm like, let's yeah. save you some time. True. Let's save me some time. Right. Make it in a kitchen. Shovel it in my face.
0: Right. Because I feel like too, they're probably using fancier shit on the wheelie cart than they, they would back in the. I mean, I don't know, but you don't. I, like. I don't need a special bowl. I don't need special treatment. I just want
2: why can't they just put the fancy guacamole on the menu, right, like just like order it
0: just like, hey, do you want our tableside guacamole, but we just bring it to you or does well, it I just... think the thing <laughs> is you can't order the giant bowl of guacamole? You can't. no, you can
1: only get it as the guacamole live I know, yeah. and that would be helpful if like, as you said, you had preconceived notions of guacamole where you're like, <laughs> I absolutely refuse
0: to have red onion in my guacamole which is insane to which i say get the fuck yeah, out just just put it all in there yeah i mean really anyway well um that's this is x-rated it's about witchcraft yeah but right <laughs> now, right now it's about fucking guacamole it's very important and
2: it can be involved in witchcraft
0: it, yeah it, it's i definitely put witchcraft in mine that's a yep. fact i don't know but it, it's very important to me it is anyway we were eating a delicious thing from trader joe's is that where yes. it's from mm-hmm. it is called light guacamole i don't know but it is guacamole halved with greek yogurt so it's called reduced guilt and i was like i don't
1: have any guilt surrounding my avocado consumption whatsoever but it's basically it's regular guacamole and they just cut it with greek yogurt Uh. so it's like half guacamole half yogurt so it's, it's less of the calories and fat or whatever. Not that guacamole is actually bad for you. It's but... pretty
0: good. I mean, well, when you can consume it in the kind of quantities that I can consume it in, it's probably good to cut it with something. But yeah. I mean, and, like, I don't do that on the reg, people, but I do love my guacamole. Um, but anyway, it's very tasty. And that's what we're having as a snack. And now we're going to talk about witchcraft. So <laughs> how's that for a segue? I am Blackbird. I am Jay, currently eating. Sorry. I'm Scarlett. And Lily is uh, taking care of babies every day. Do you like that? Taking, taking care, care of babies, babies every way. It's, it's true. That was awesome. I'm going to give myself we, a We need th- to never
1: back. talk about singing or sing actual songs ever again. Why? Because, because we have had so many listeners. Say that now they have Sugar Ray in their
2: head. Oh,
0: that's true. Because we talked about it last time. So sorry. Yeah. Oh, this uh, uh, And this is going to be bringing that all back around.
2: I mean... Every moment. Sorry. Well, now.
0: Nah. So <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Shut the door, babe. Don't oh, say a word. It's still in my head. That one and the other one. I'm not going to sing it because you know Don't what I'm it. talking about. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. But I did have a delightful... Uh, Don't say a word. Segway earworm, earworm segue mm-hmm. for Eddie Money's Two Tickets to Paradise, which is totally valid. Why? Why is that in your head? I don't know, but I like it better than the other two. So.
1: So I actually saw Eddie Money like in concert. Recently, N- yes. He's like, very old. He he's going to die soon because he looked like how Dio looked when mm, I saw Dio. Yeah. And then three months later, he died where he's just creeping along the stage his kids are in his backing band, and they had his daughter had to sing all the words, basically, because he would just drop out.
0: Oh yeah, That's and
1: good. That's um, good. he was not bueno. But oh, no, but uh, the opener for him. So he was opening for Leonard Skinner, and then before that was uh, Blue Oyster Cult, who rocked it.
0: Yeah, oh, Uh yeah. and they they can still totally. Bring apparently,
1: it. they don't like him because they decided <laughs> to keep playing, and they're like, "Hey, you want us to play one more song? I mean." Does that mean that Eddie Money's only going to have one ticket to paradise? Oh. I was like, oh, sick Burn. burn.
0: That's hilarious. Uh, speaking of dead celebrities, Vinnie Paul of Pantera. Oh, yeah. I, I, I haven't read anything today about the why or how.
2: When did this happen? Well,
0: Last night. Yeah.
2: Apparently, I, I I've not been on, I guess I haven't been Sorry. on Facebook. I'm, yeah. I. The what? drummer yeah.
0: for Pantera is now deceased. Yes. That's oh. Super sex. He's only 54. Right. That sucks. And I like Pantera. So. Yes.
2: And y'all breaking the
1: news. Tonight.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. If you
1: grew up in Dallas in the
0: 90s, yeah. Pantera was a big part of your life. Absolutely. And a big part of everyone's life because they owned some things here and were here. Oh, yes. Yes. They were a big They presence. had a really great all nude BYOB strip club. Yeah, they did. They mm-hmm. did um anyway r.i.p vinny and uh do either of you two need a cat carrier
2: i don't have cats
0: i know but you might need a
2: cat I, carrier. i've been wanting a cat do you really need bad, a cat carrier so to do you put your future does it have cat a cat in, in it
0: do, <laughs> do you want to <laughs> go get a cat yeah do you want to go get a cat first step to it... acquiring a
2: cat is having a cat carrier it's true
0: anyway it's, it's true. in my car if you're interested wink wink it's just I'll butt. just
2: come home And be like I have a cat now And I'll be like Why? And I'll be like Because I Don't, got a cat carrier And Tucker I needed gave a cat me a to carrier.
0: <laughs> oh, Anyway I, it, it can be yours For free uh, So What are we going
1: to Talk about today? Well, now that
0: we've covered Guacamole And cat carriers And And Dead celebrities Bringing Bringing the house down um, mm-hmm. Well Scarlett and I Were having a conversation In the car The other day why is it <laughs> We were having a conversation <laughs> oh, in a car. I mean, I'm really sad we don't have flying cars yet. No, I banged my knee on the table like as soon as I Okay, had... sorry, I thought that was that was an editorial oh, on what you were God, saying. I hate it when we have conversations in the car. Um no, we were having a conversation in the car the other day about uh therapy and going to therapy and uh how to how to uh how to let people know that it's okay to go to therapy, or that it might be helpful to have an objective opinion if you find yourself in need of someone to talk to about a certain problem. So we were talking about that, and we were also, you know, kind of talking about it in the context of divination.
1: Well, because I was saying that, you know, I think that a lot of people, if they, if it's suggested to them that maybe therapy would help, or it's, it's floated out there that a lot of knee-jerk responses are like. Oh, well, what is this random person that doesn't know me going to tell me? I don't. I don't need this other person's advice, even though they are. A this person doesn't even know me, right? How do they? There's a gonna... lot of that, and I was like, they don't know my life. But I, my comment that kind of brought it, which is going to be our segue into right. this this week's topic, is um, I've noticed in, that in divination, I find that that at least that appearance of or illusion of a, an, a unbiased third party seems to really help people let well-intentioned advice soak in because i know that for me as a person just when i'm talking to my friends or peers one-on-one it's just human nature you get defensive about stuff not in a shitty way not in a combative way but like just immediately when someone starts giving you feedback you're like oh no but wait you know like the whole the whole excuse the whole rationalization right spiel just starts vomiting out of your mouth and if there is that barrier where you take it a step back where it's either a professional that you don't have any kind of relationship with or as I was saying in the case of like tarot or divination where it's like oh your friend that's sitting in front of you isn't giving you this advice just off the top of their head it's coming from this other source or a more objective or more unbiased place I think that people are more receptive to that because I know I've had conversations giving someone advice that I knew um, through a divination reading that I know that if we were just sitting down over coffee and we were having that conversation
0: would not be well. received. Yeah, it would not be well received.
1: Right. Not because there's anything against me or or between that person, but you, you just get defensive. You can't help it, especially when it's someone you know and respect you start being like, no, I meant like, blah, blah, blah. so anyway, we were kind of talking about, well, how are those things related? Like how, how are there parallels
0: between therapy or psychology and forms of divination? Well, I think one parallel that I would, I was just thinking about as we're sitting here right now is most in my, in my experience, most professional licensed therapists that I have seen throughout the course of my life don't straight out ever give you advice. I mean, that is a not a thing that they just do. What they do is they listen to you talk, and then they ask you questions that kind of probe. You have to kind of probe yourself and find out why you do the things you do. Like If you're interested in doing the work, if you're really interested in solving your problem or getting better or being on a different path than you are right then, they, they merely ask questions. They don't really even suggest you know, they, they might say, well, you know, the next time you do this, you might think about this. Or it's it's the way they're trained to, to talk about a situation. And it's not straight up advice. Whereas I know, like, <clears throat> if I have a friend with a problem or whatever, I want to, like, get in there and fix it for him. What? Let me tell you what to do. Here's what I did. And, you know, it worked for me. And that's not, I don't know that that's ever, if anybody ever wants to hear that. I mean, people might want to hear about your experiences or maybe what worked for you but they don't necessarily ever want you to come in and try to fix their shit. am i right yeah Yeah. note to virgos of the world
2: (laughs) well with the divination i feel like it's kind of the same thing as a therapist where usually with divination i end up finding answering things to myself that i might not have thought about or truths that i might not have said but it helps me say it because i'm reading it through the cards and kind of unpacking those feelings exactly. and those thoughts that i kept boxed in and didn't want to admit to myself but because the cards are saying them it allows me to say them out loud kind of like with therapy where you're doing the the lifting on it they're not telling you the answers but they're helping you get to those answers exactly
0: it's more like a like a, a pathway yeah yeah
1: right and i think also the way i approach tarot is i always tell people this isn't your fate this (laughs) isn't written in stone the whole point of this exercise is to tell you if everything stays the same this is the likely outcome trajectory yeah based on you know just all factors continuing as they are so if you don't like that or if that isn't what you want or you want to tweak it in any way here's your opportunity to see what are what are the pieces of the past and present does that make sense do they fit together if so then this kind of more future projection just like a weather forecast um if you don't like where that's going well then here's your here's your opportunity to make some changes or to think about it in a different way or or to see what's causing it to go in this direction um which is, is more about just laying out facts and just sort of getting you to fill in the blanks as opposed to, like as you said, directly giving advice, being like, I think you should do this. It's more like, "Here's here are the pieces. You tell me how you feel about that. Does that make sense? Does, is this what you want? How How would that make you feel if this turned out this way? And then it's up to the person you're reading for to kind of, when they leave that reading, choose what what direction they want to go
0: or to discard it entirely well and to me too like especially tarot but a lot of oracle decks or you know anything that is divination through imagery it's like an inception of 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 things because not only are you are is someone else possibly reading this for you or for the the person that's inquiring but you can also you know assumedly see images in front of you and also take your own reference from those images as well as what the what the reader is actually saying so it's like you can layer what all of that means to you and and make it something you know slightly different than what the reader says aligned with what the reader says but take have your own take because there was a fucking snake in the picture you know what i mean like there are things you're going to key off of in those images that may not – they may have to do with what the reader is also uh, telling you, but you may find some personal meaning in that as well to have you dig a little bit deeper into that. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, for
2: sure, because when uh, we did a reading together the last time we were together, and it was funny to see how everybody saw it differently because Mm -hmm. Scarlett uh, did an oracle deck for me, and uh, Lily was like, I don't see how that's for – for Jay and but yeah. you yeah because it Blackbird was like, was like That's that- perfectly perfectly her and like yeah. and I knew I knew exactly what it meant like, yeah. as each thing laid down but it's not necessarily something that I've told everybody right. but I was able to read into it myself and it kind of ended up perfect and but it is interesting to see how the person that the reader sees it and then also how you interpret it yourself uh, to kind of deal with the things that maybe aren't even spoken yet
0: right
1: well would you say that maybe that process of like kind of picking out pieces of an image or, or words that the reader saying to you to me that is either a parallel or seems very related to the the legitimate psychological study of archetypes or um, like rose art tests or, or what you bring to an image What it either means to you culturally or what it means to you personally or to your subconscious that's a tool
0: that psychotherapists use so would have yeah i mean i think it's a lot of i mean that seems really parallel and similar to me i mean
2: but i i do like that you know sometimes it is hard for us to listen to our friends about advice Mm. and things like that but I think we've been good about at least doing readings for each other. Sure. And it it makes it easier because, I mean, I would listen to y'all's advice because I I appreciate y'all's advice very much because y'all are my best friends. But at the same time, I think it is an easier way for y'all to interpret things that y'all see on my life as well and how you read them in the cards or the runes. And it's a way for a friend to give advice through reading those things that's not
0: the same that brings up another question that i mean it kind of fits into here and i mean i'm sure it'll fit into other topics as well but i never when i read for someone i don't know the question before i read yeah
1: that's a that's an interesting like let's just do round robin so when when you let's let's back up a second back it up (laughs) so question one round robin um what what methods of divination do you use and then um and then we'll go back around again and ask uh if people if we know the question being asked when we're doing the reading or not so
0: okay pointing you black braid most most often tarot i have two decks that i use uh pretty frequently one a little bit more than the other the the deck that i use the most is the mythic tarot the second one is golden tarot uh, I also use my magpie set and I use runes, but I'm no, I'm no Lily, but I mean, I can, I, I can use them and I can read them, but I do have to look, look it up. And also recently I've just added lot casting to that. And the lot casting is still like, that's a work in progress. I have, I have a lot of practice. And that's the out. Hebrew. alphabet. Correct. Yeah.
2: I uh, started with tarot um which was very intimidating but uh i finally found a deck that works for me i started with a deck i can't even remember the name but i was like oh this is so pretty but it was really hard for me to like memorize what everything meant and it didn't have all the traditional pictures so it was hard to interpret it that way so i eventually found a justice league deck nice. this for is perfect for That's you awesome. which is perfect because I can read it my way where I, it, maybe it might not even be the traditional tarot meeting, but for me, I read it because I know the comics and I know these characters and I know what the actions in those mean. So I'm able to read it on my terms and I always read it the same way for me so of what i know from those characters so it's been a perfect deck because the other deck had just never read well for me and i just knew it wasn't right and then when i found this justice league tarot deck it always reads right for me i, I don't oh know God. if that makes sense i, but bet, it feels I bet right. you
1: see connections between who they assigned like character wise to the traditional card that the creators of the deck weren't even intending but oh, yeah. but that like you're like oh yeah because you know like back in this story arc you know this character was doing this and you know they battled with this person and so this also and they're like oh yeah i forgot about that
0: (laughs) i bet this totally exists but you know what i would love like a great like great uh characters in literature duck oh yeah someone make that if you haven't made it yet you make it it. i'm not you make it i'm not making it. you make it that would be rad though it needs to happen Ooh. I have another method. Shit. I'm oh, sorry. Go, go back. Backward. Yeah. <laughs> it's no. Fine. We're... I'm passing it back. I'm passing the baton it's back. It's round robin, but backwards no, now. I'm going back. I'm
1: handing it back it's to Calvin you. It's Calvin
0: Ball round robin. But I only do it sometimes, and it's... I, I want to make it... This was a thing that I did a long time ago, and I just recently started doing it again. So the problem is I don't have it set up correctly to really do it. But sometimes when I listen to music, I will... Start. I will just hit shuffle play on all my favorite songs and I will pretend that these songs are in the order of the Celtic Cross. You know who does that? Somebody else does it, I'm sure. It was a thing that you could do. My mom. Really? Because she's very superstitious.
1: And what is that Whoopi Goldberg movie where they're trying to solve this like heist and every time is it Jumpin' jack flash yeah probably when they get every time um a stones song comes on the radio the joke is that it's supposed to be a code yes that the bad guys are are broadcasting and so whoopies like speak english mick and so like my mom always and that's her favorite band because she's quite old and so yeah no my mom totally believes in radio omens that like whatever Mm -hmm. song is like on the radio like right when you get in the car or whatever or if you keep hearing the same song over and over or something she's a big fan of that yeah. yeah But I've never heard of anyone think of it as um, doing multiple songs in a row as being a spread. Well, That's what you, awesome. What you
0: can also do, and this is what this is the way I did it like 10 years ago, but then I, you know, 15 years ago, I lost that iPod. Who has an iPod? So, right. So what I did then was I assigned 70, 78 songs a card. <gasps> what? Yeah, it's a really cool thing. How I, have I never heard of this? I, it's really awesome. I, I want to set it up right again, but the... I mean, the best thing to do is like trade out your songs so that you keep, you know, you keep fresh music in there or use really timeless classics. I mean, you could go one way or the other. But um, yeah, assign 78 songs, a card, just like in a deck. And you could do it with an Oracle deck, too. You just, you know, take whatever that Oracle deck card means and, and pick a song for it. But then when you hit shuffle, you pick like the first, you know, the first however many if you're doing a three card spread, if you're doing a Celtic cross, yeah, and then you would read it in the in the order, and that would be your.
2: That mm. would be your especially deck. if you pick like, or if you pick just. I mean, not going with the cards meanings, but if you just pick songs that have like specific mm-hmm. meanings that are kind of aligned. Like, if you could go through, like as a music nerd, like right. find all these songs. Right. You... Yeah, or just pick
1: your master playlist and do yeah. shuffle, and then. just... That's what
0: I do. That's what I've been doing since I don't have it set up to like assign a card for it. I just am like, okay, well, this song is in position one. This song is in position two. You know, it's really it's I I kept thinking about that earlier this week and two weeks ago. I was like, I really need to bring that up. But so but if you did have a
1: set of songs that were assigned as opposed to just ones that you assign. Like so then if you have you if you've heard that song like by accident Mm -hmm. out in the wild. Yeah, that's so then would you
0: interpret that as as a message? Absolutely. Absolutely. I dig it. I do that anyway. Whenever I hear Jim Blossom's at Tom Thumb, I know that's a message. <laughs>
1: Whenever I hear the Nixons at Tom Thumb, the message <laughs> is you are very old.
0: Why are you in Tom Thumb Why right now listening to the Nixons? Oh my yeah, God. that Dude, is they depressing. they're playing
1: fucking London Calling at Tom, Tom Thumb. Tom is Thumb a is a grocery store. store.
0: For people that don't live in Texas. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, but yeah, they were playing London Calling. I was like, I mean, I know Punk's dead, but like who really
0: thought... 30, 40 years ago. Grocery store
1: music. That this would be (laughs) playing at like 3.30 in the afternoon during the week at a supermarket. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes
0: it's some real deep cuts.
1: But this Tom Thumb, one time they were playing some Cure song from Blood Blood Flowers. Flowers? They didn't play, but it was a different song. It wasn't even a single. I was like, this is a deep cut, TT.
0: What's going on? I expect gem blossoms, but. I also don't want to hear the Cure when I'm shopping for dog food. It's real depressing. It's real depressing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, try that or or come up with some kind of Frankenstein, you know, some other suggestion for it. But I have always really liked that method and always, like, have great aspirations to pick 78 songs and assign them a card. But, you know, life.
2: But now so. I can't stop wondering
0: what Sugar Ray would have meant to y'all. Oh, oh my God. No. What no. did it mean? No. What
2: does it mean, though? I mean,
0: honestly, if you want my honest opinion, I was so nervous about that trip that I think that was just a fucking... That was like something hey, make you laugh. Are you ready? Are you are you still are you already feeling terrible and fucked up? Good. Well, here's this shitty song.
1: <laughs> well, but it started with the this is the story <laughs> of a girl <laughs> Crowded River
0: drowned homer. So bad. She
1: looks so standing photographs uh, as a lover when she smells sm- so bad. But that song, the lyrics are actually real fucked up. I thought it was like one of those
0: generic Like, uh, but she's a very sad girl. Like yeah. how many days in a year? Something something. Where
1: tears.
0: Or as fear. Long as you
1: stand here waiting yeah. your in your <laughs> shoes, uh, she's
0: she's your... very sad yeah yeah I don't know I wasn't that sad at the time but I was very nervous I I don't know I think I thought I was going to die on the plane I'm really glad that didn't happen
1: Well I'm glad you didn't
0: have like freebird in your head or something I mean I don't know that could have been well, better like um I don't know I would have liked freebird Freebird's fine Freebirds better than that shitty one-off no-name band having song. Hey, I just told you
1: I went and saw Leonard Skynyrd.
0: It's true with the <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult and Eddie Money. Yeah, but those are all kind of legit here in Texas. So I've
1: seen Leonard Skynyrd like
0: seven times. I'm sure you have. because my mom always wants to go. Well, yeah, because she put on
1: a good show. They don't fly the stars and bars anymore. That's good. That's they don't. Good. Yeah. So good job, Leonard Skinner. So FYI, if you are fighting real hard for. Confederate monuments to stand on government property even Leonard Skinner does not buy the <laughs> story <laughs> They do not
0: agree with you. Please stop doing that. Okay, back to round robin yeah, divination. Sorry. sorry, I totally hijacked that, Jay. No, that's great though. It was I love totally
2: it. Totally worth it. Totally worth
0: it. I didn't want yeah. to forget it. You can hijack anytime. It it's was fine. it was a hot hot sports opinion inside my head that <laughs> had hot to, takes had to get out. Had to get out. So tell us more. Oh yeah. So what I have else? the Justice
2: League tarot, which awesome. is my favorite, um, because I'm a big nerd. Um, and i i love that the priestess like the high priestess is catwoman and i love Catwoman. perfect Perfect. uh so that was like when i saw that uh the comic book shop that i go to they were like you have to have this when they and they show me the Mm -hmm. catwoman card and i was like yes yes i do and uh and i've started reading runes more um i started with lily's runes that she uh, i got from her class and uh, while I was in Arizona in Sedona, I got some quartz citrine runes Ooh. at a little witchy shop. Nice. Yeah, Sedona. they've got
1: some some snap to them. I've I've seen you roll them out. They feel real
0: good. They're and really Sedona's like a woo woo place. So. Oh yeah. Citrine's great too for personal.
2: Yeah, I didn't think I was gonna buy anything at the shop. personal shops, feel like, good times. But like I, got, they were only there was only the one bag like in this whole store, uh, and they were like a, in a weird bookshelf yeah, corner like. That's, scene, that's And sad. I was like this this I'm gonna get these. They feel good. Yeah. And uh yeah, so uh, that was my wish. Did you make
0: did you ever make
2: a magpie set? Yeah. Yes. I, I feel did. like you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I play with that occasionally. Yeah. I like taking that one out in the woods and throwing it out in the woods. Like that one's so. I one
0: would be afraid like that one of my pieces I would mistake it for a piece of the woods and not put it back in my set. But maybe so. it's meant
2: to be out no, there. No, I
0: don't know. Maybe. I mean, if you wanna put uh who's the G.I. Joe guy? Cobra Commander. Cobra yeah. Cobra. <laughs> Tower Commander belongs in the woods. Yeah. Does he? I don't know. He's part of your set, though. Yeah. I like that set. Okay, go.
1: Okay. um, I do tarot. I've been reading tarot since, well... Birth. Yeah, pretty much. No, I <laughs> my mom had a deck, the Rider Waite, that was just, like, in a drawer somewhere. Yeah. And she never read it, but she was grew up in the 60s, so, like... She, it was the thing. She had one, but it was, like, an incomplete deck, and it didn't have instructions or anything. Mm-hmm. And it was the Rider Waite where it didn't have the titles of the cards at the bottom or anything. Right, yeah. So as a kid, I just remember like going through them and like laying them out and trying to see patterns Mm. and kind of figuring out that there were four suits and the, you know, like all of that. But I didn't really study it or try to learn it at all until I bought um, a deck in New Orleans, which is a great place to buy anything. Yes. And when I was uh, 10. Oh, wow. So and it was the God, what is it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. very late like, nice. like a good deck and then the year after that I bought the Tarot of the Old Path so for a long long time I would always read Tarot with those and I would get other decks that I thought were prettier that people would give to me and I would feel like they didn't work uh-huh. quote unquote uh-huh. like I would deal them out and I'd be like this is not make any sense and I had this superstition that those two decks that I had, had for the longest were the, the only decks that worked quote unquote mm-hmm. and then when we started getting together and especially after we did the experiment of doing the magpie set and i was like well shit if i can just throw Throw out some some GI Joe toys (laughs) and come up with something i can read from any deck like i have that ability now right so um so that was like really helpful like thing that was uncomfortable but that we forced ourselves to do that like opened up a whole world of like decks and other forms of divination that i was hesitant and like underselling my ability to use so i um i use the magpie set now sometimes and um that's really still about it um just using different decks and whatnot where's a puppy oh he's having a dream he's having a little pupper dream we heard some little sad (laughs) noises
0: well okay question for scarlet uh do you still use? Do you still have the deck you bought when you were ten? Yes. And do you still use that one most frequently? Like that and the old path? Do you still use that? I use probably
1: the old path a little more. Yeah. Um, because it it looks a little like more hardcore and cool. It is.
0: It's pretty awesome. You. Uh, but
1: yeah, the, no, I use both of them most yeah. of the time.
0: But you've also read from all kinds of oracle decks uh, mm-hmm. for us. So
1: well, and I got myself this new deck that a couple of years ago that was like. Um, this is going to be my new go-to deck. And it's it's Victorian ephemera collages. Yeah, and I was like, because it goes with the house. Yeah. So um, I, I've been using that one sometimes. And also using some Oracle decks that aren't the normal, like, oh, 78. Tell them style. about the one that I love so much. That one I don't so much use as I just, like, lay out there. I got, what is it called? The Mayhem deck. It's by, and we'll throw up a link to it. Um, I got it at Dallas Comic-Con. Yeah. Because so the artist... Um was selling like prints and stuff of of like fan art and like um, you know, other like sci-fi comic stuff, but happened to be selling these like a tiny run of these decks. and it's um, I think it's like forty cards, maybe. There's like a hand stapled little booklet about it. But the descriptions of the cards are so compelling because they're all like weird things. like they're it's almost like a question or a riddle, right? and I just love dealing them out and then reading them to people and us all having our minds blown. It, it, there's no reading where I add any other information to it. I want it. that deck I just so read bad. it in a dramatic voice. Like one yeah, of them is...
2: For instance, uh, when you read for me, you got the Gilded Cage. They want you to forget you once knew how to fly. Don't give them the satisfaction. And then um, the Snake, it, was, it is time to shed the skin for a new one. What is venomous to one may heal another yeah so they're like real great
0: rhetorical and weird yeah Yeah, and some of
1: them are kind of like confrontational like one of them's like the flesh eater it's like how much before it makes you sick
2: like and
1: so someone's like oh yeah let's just throw down some cards i have a stupid little question let's see what it says and then it gives you like this in the in your face like
0: it's it's not
1: playing around yeah it's like a bitch face stare like staring contest with this deck i feel like
0: that deck is like you gotta be ready for heavy hitting questions. Yeah. It's very beautiful deck. artwork. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the art's really. She cool. She does a
2: lot of great art. I think isn't she the same one that did the the cool artwork that's popular like on Pinterest and things like that? The the granddaughters of the witches mm-hmm. not Burn? She Is has like she a beautiful local? artwork
0: of it. Is she local? Texas no. person. No. no. That's uh, sorry. Right. Support from all locations. But yeah, she sometimes right. ends
2: up at the cons. So yeah, because she's an illustrator.
0: Yeah. So, Beautiful deck. So, yeah, you have a bunch of. But,
1: yeah, that's, that's less of me reading it and more just like. Holy I'm going to say this dramatic thing and act like I came up with
0: it. <laughs> you could do totally it. And everyone that. loves it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. What was the
1: second part of our round robin? Oh, do you know the question being ah. asked when you start the reading? And do you ever know the question
0: even after? Okay. So, sometimes. Like, if it's, like, my sister or somebody that I'm really used to reading for, I will say, do you want me to know the question? And they'll either say yes or no. Most of the time, they say no. Uh, So most of the time, I would say 98% of the time, I do not know the question. Uh, Usually, after the reading, if if it's somebody that I know well, they usually tell me. But, you know, sometimes not. So, yeah. But I don't ever... I don't ever assume that they should tell me. And I don't think I I, I kind of wouldn't want to know the question ahead of time because I don't want that to influence my interpretation. A lot of times I can guess if I know the person real well. Like I kind of have a general idea of what they're asking about. Um, I don't, again, I don't know if that influences my interpretations or not. I, I hope not, but I'm sure there's some bias there.
1: I will say that the times that that's happened to me, where I didn't know the question and I knew the person and I thought I knew what it was about, and I kind of was trying to shoehorn it that direction. Uh, did it not? Work I was out. wrong. Yeah. I was wrong, and they like corrected me real fast because because oh, wow. it the cards were still answering the Their question, question. Right. just not with the flavor that I was trying to kind of connect it with. Right, and it was real obvious.
0: So huh. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think for me, well, I'm also newer to like divination so i haven't really read for a lot of people uh mostly for myself and then occasionally for y'all and there's like one or two other people i've read for here and there but uh y'all let me practice with y'all sometimes which is great yeah. uh practice we're all with practicing. This all the time yeah
0: it's always yeah. practice
2: but uh generally I, yeah i don't know the question and i don't i i, I respect whatever whoever needs it like if they don't want to give like say what the question is i'm like that's fine because i like to generally for myself i don't usually always roll with the question sometimes i'm just like tell me what i need to know right uh kind of thing of like just sometimes i just look at my tarot of like i need to kind of read myself like figure out where i'm at and sometimes my cards tell me what i'm experiencing and where i'm at there's a loud noise?
0: vehicle outside. Yeah,
1: sorry. I was like, what is that
0: noise? That's all right. Terrible motherfucker. We have alarm.
1: headphones on, so like if there's outside uh-huh. noises, we're like,
2: what is that?
0: Yeah. No. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, uh, so I just usually use it as just a way to see where my mental well-being is at. And uh, so I don't really always good. have a, a question. I sometimes do, but most of the time I don't. And I'm just like, oh, it's telling me this today. And uh, for others, it's if they want to ask a question, I'll let them ask a question, but I just let them leave it yeah. and don't ask. Right,
0: so. right. What about uh, you?
2: Well, um,
1: I usually don't have someone ask me or tell me the question. Right. And I usually tell them not to. Right. Um, Same reasons. That sometimes I said. it will, because if someone's like, I need you to read for me, and I'll just blurt it out. But I prefer not to know because I don't want to seem as though i am playing to information that i would have right had otherwise right. you know so um just everyone feels like it's more legit and it's more sincere and right. that i'm reading what the cards are saying and not trying to pull in outside information right um but usually i find that as it's kind of wrapping up or even like maybe like two-thirds of the way through People tend to blurt it out and be like oh my god no that is totally because here's my question it was all about yeah that happens which feels great you're like Like, i'm pretty
0: good at this i mean it's really just luck of the draw here but yeah right i mean
1: also i going back to what we were saying about um you the the person asking the question brings their own subconscious or psychology or even conscious thoughts to those cards and it it will make them think of stuff or they'll relate it to things. Absolutely. So I can't give myself all the credit. It's not like I'm like, yeah, I'm really good at this. Like if someone's like, oh yeah, no. And it might be that that was a great tool for them to make those connections that they wouldn't have otherwise done. Or it gives them a place where they can be like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Because they get excited about saying like, oh, this, these cards match this situation. Mm-hmm. And it's right. it's a trigger to get somebody to talk about something where if you just were like, putting someone on the spot and be like hey what's on your mind what's going on they'd be like I don't know. but like so if, if you make it be a, a story about how the cards relate to what's going on with you right
0: kind of gives someone um a, a way to maybe break the it, ice yeah and express something that maybe they had been longing to express but were afraid to i mean that was <clears throat> that was something else i want to talk about was like well do you um to me that like the mark of a, of a person that i would like to read cards for me is how they ex their explanation of the card like they basically give a general overview but also sometimes can drill down on what they think especially in relation to the cards around it what they think that card is all about and i think the trick to really being a good interpreter is is relating all the cards that that are in that grouping or you know like look at the past card look at the present card now see this card and see what you think like being the receiver of the reading you don't always you don't always see but then they'll say a keyword and that totally brings it all into focus does that make sense
1: oh yeah like i I mean i deliberately try to do that when i'm kind of rambly well no but when i'm like word bottoming, like descriptions of questions or cards um if i can hit on something that's like a phrase or an expression or something that that's not crazy weird esoteric wording because we're all witchy people and we have a general vocabulary or currency that we can exchange with each other but if you are reading for somebody that doesn't have any um, familiarity or fluency with tarot or runes or, or any moon or, phases or any or mythology that, right? or whatever yeah. is or cobbler or whatever is in there symbolically you're gonna have to put it in layman's terms right and i think that's what really blew us away when we saw Ela Shiva, right mm-hmm. yeah. because she's oh, taking yeah. these and one her her delivery and her demeanor is very she's blunt awesome. and i love it yes. but also she would take these symbols this is in lot casting by the way and describe them like
0: in very practical terms like what's the one that's
1: the um, the sickle
0: uh, don't ask me names right now but right one is the sickle but remember she was talking about um, like how yeah tell this story because you you tell it well It like the sickle tr- can be <laughs> I'm
1: trying to get you to tell it because I feel like I
0: talk too much no, so I was okay. like I, trying I to be it. like hey tell this the, story I like that. I can tell it but no, I'm trying to it. not talk too no, much no because like I didn't I did, I, did, I pick up on your clues not at all Um, The sickle can be either a like it's a tool, a farming tool that you can reap a harvest with. So it could be like a community getting together, reaping the harvest with the sickle. The sickle also can be used as a weapon. So if you look off in the distance and you see some motherfuckers coming into your field that you don't know, you can kind of hold the sickle like at an angle that suggests, yo, Don't mess with me. I I didn't want to like
2: interrupt, but I'm really excited because I bought a sickle on Etsy that I'm really excited about for my garden. Like an actual (gasps) sickle? Yes, It's like specifically for harvesting herbs. But if I need to cut somebody, I can cut a bit. (laughs) Exactly. So I love that. So I'm Mm -hmm. excited because I'm going to like, it has a wood handle. So I'm going to like carve like runes into it. So so I'm really excited. Hey, don't. So sorry to
0: side note, but I was like, don't let your peppers near
2: it. Don't let your
0: peppers near it. Oh, yeah. We'll tell you the story about her dog in a little bit. Oh, they love
2: animals. They love knives. My animals
0: love knives. They do. They are your children. We'll come back to that. No, so does that... Yeah, no, like, like,
1: I think that that's... It'd be really easy to be like, you know, like, the sickle. And, like, it sounds like really easy. It's real spooky. But it's like, this is an actual fucking farm tool that people have been using for thousands of years, and the people that invented the Hebrew al- alphabet would have been out in their field, hanging out. Yeah. And like you said, like, if you see your friends coming on down, you're like, oh, hey, we're harvesting. Like, come on come down. On. We're going to have right. some bread, brew some beer. Like, and it's a community tool. On the other hand, if some people you don't know, you can kind of be like, hey, don't fuck with me. Right. And, and so she was talking about it, like, using this symbol as, as giving it the meaning of um, sort of either help or harm kinda. right yeah and and strength but not in a confrontational it's like you know if the confrontation comes to you you're prepared right which is important be prepared but it's also like don't just go slashing people up with your sickle, but like <laughs> just mind your bees but be prepared right yeah which was a really great way to to interpret something and give like actual actionable advice for a symbol that could have been very woo-woo and mysterious and like not at all practical, right? Because there
0: are a lot of other symbols in that in lot casting that are super not like door, house. I mean, you can make anything woo woo, r- really. Mm-hmm. You know, like door is always woo woo to me. I mean, right? Because door you can have trouble getting in and out of. I mean, places. it's so hard. <laughs> I just freak out every time. That would, but that's. That, I mean, Am I going to Narnia? Who knows? Not to, not to. You know. Wh- that's not a word. It was like hornswoggle this conversation. No. <laughs> That's not what I'm yes, trying to say. No. That's my new now, favorite term. Hornswoggle is a word, but it doesn't mean the way it doesn't mean the thing I'm using it for. Shoehorn the conversation maybe. What I I was thinking about all those doorways that we had to walk through in Cambodia in those temples and that was, I mean, not only were the temples mystical and woo-woo already, but like all these doorways are so intricately carved and <clears throat> The fucking there's like you know a little step that you have to go up. Like to me, it was a bit. It was really intentional. Do you know what I mean? But more mm-hmm. like a portal than a yes. door. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. Rad. God, sometimes I talk and I don't know if I make sense to anybody. Else. <laughs> I really do. We're here for the ride. Um, dude. We're here to.
2: We're here to talk. Take so. us on a word adventure. Yeah. Well.
0: Anyway. We're with you. Okay. What else divination time things do you use? Oh, and OK, so we covered the what kinds would we use and we covered the question of whether or not we know the person's question or the inquirer's question. Now, it's impo- like you always know your own question, right? But then like my cards are real sarcastic And they will, like, call me out if I even, like, try to change my question a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going
1: to ask, too, is do you guys read for yourself? I think we kind of already (laughs) went there and said that we do usually. But when you do, like, is it different? Does it work? Does it not work as well? What what are the pitfalls of trying to... Read for
0: yourself There's a lot of people That do not advocate Reading for yourself But I just don't see How you get any better Or any more adept at it Without reading for yourself Yeah
2: Because that's how I practice I was going to
0: say I've been reading for myself Since I was fucking 15 years old So I mean I Yes um, But like I said Like I think Especially (laughs) In the tender times Of 15 16 You know You want That special guy Or you You know You want to Be in love so you'll read those cards until they tell you what you fucking want them to say, <laughs> which was a rule that was a pitfall I had as a teenager, but um, now I mean I know that if I if I am like tweaking the question in the middle of the reading for myself or something like my cards will be just like mm, yeah no we know what your real question is, so yeah. Uh, but I don't I don't do it very often and a lot of times I'll do just be, for time's sake I'll do like a three card like past present future kind of reading
2: yeah I'll like read the cards and then usually my husband will come over and be like what what it, what do they mean like and he'll, he'll nice. see the comic book characters he knows what they mean but he's he'll he'll ask me to like tell him about it um and i think that'd be usually, a fun experiment to get somebody to read cold oh yeah, oh, yeah that has because no tarot experience he's, he's not oh. your
1: husband isn't into woo-woo stuff at all that'd yeah. be great. he knows comics like a motherfucker and he he doesn't know anything about divination or whatever so if he to just hear him make one up i feel yeah. like would actually be
2: probably pretty accurate yeah and it helps me kind of like i'll already read what i think it is and have it in my head and i'll usually write it in my journal and then I will tell him and he'll be like, oh, yeah, that's totally about work or oh, yeah, that's totally about family or nice. or whatever. And it's interesting to see how he sees it based on just the characters and like what's going on in the card. So I, I like to do that to kind of check myself a little bit on it to yeah. get another perspective on it. Um, and it helps kind of balance me out. And I, he's not a woo-woo person. Like, he's not uh, he's not pagan or anything like that. But he has a very uh, interesting perspective on things. He's very supportive of what I need. And if I drop a card on accident, he'll always be like, pick that up and read it. Like, what does it say? What does that one mean? Yeah. Like, he'll yeah. always do that. Like, he's always been a very, like, superstitious person. Where he, if I were to drop a card or drop a rune, would be like he'd be like, you need to think about what that one means. Like, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Because <laughs> nice. he's not... He's not super spiritual but he's just like but he is kind of in his own way so mm-hmm. That's it helps awesome. me kind of think of things that I might like have disregarded of like a dropped card or something like that he reminds me like that that could have a meaning too and things like that so well, I, I, go, go ahead, ahead. No, yeah, you, go ahead. you
0: go ahead I super want to just like lay down some cards for my husband and just make him like figure out like just tell me tell me in the pictures what you think it means or what you think what you want it to mean like just read the pictures it could be fine I think it would be a blast it would be hilarious (laughs) oh my god if I do it I'm gonna record it it. yes because he will be hilarious
1: you know I bet there's gotta be a like old school tattoo themed artwork oh yeah yeah. that
0: would be super cool even if you could just find it out online and like print
1: it out because then I think that that would make him feel less put on the spot because he could at least talk about it as an artist yeah but it might not be
0: as funny yeah,
2: that's true. <laughs> but I no, like I don't know. Your husband's pretty fucking
0: hysterical. He's, so he's a
2: riot. I kind of now want to have like a podcast episode where all our guys read. It's just our husbands.
0: <laughs> yeah, where they
2: read tarot and have no clue what they all mean, but make their own interpretation. Oh that, that would be, also, yeah. this is a good
0: experiment for everyone to try at home. Yes. Please have your non-woo-woo partner look at your cards or your whatever and have them come up with something on the fly. Just fun experiment. If they're into it, great. If they're not into it, I don't, it could be upsetting. I don't know, but just see if they see if they're interested. We want to hear about it.
1: Yes. I find this very entertaining.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it will be.
1: Well, I was going to say kind of going back to the, the therapy, um, aspect, aspect, uh, You know in terms of like learning the meanings of the cards and especially reading for yourself kind of you're saying like you know you kind of want to shoehorn a meaning if you know if you are desiring a certain outcome and you're like oh will this unrequited love resolve itself and you want the answer to be yes you're gonna look for signs that say that so either it's harder And easier reading for yourself in the sense that it's harder to be objective, but it's easier ethically because if you are deluding yourself, you're only hurting yourself. Right. But if you're reading for other people and you're, you're, so how do you approach the issue of when you're reading for somebody and they get quote unquote bad cards or they're getting an answer that you can tell is not what they wanted to hear or was not the answer? Like, how do you approach that? And have you ever, so one, how do you approach that now? And follow-up question, have you ever been in a situation where you were trying to kind of like soften the meaning and you knew that you were kind of doing it on purpose and how that went? That's a good
0: question. Uh, I think that, I, again, I haven't read for strangers really. I mean, maybe a couple of times at, at parties or something, but not, not anything. I've usually read for close friends. So there's been no, no need for me to soften the meaning. I think I may um, I may use different words. I think I, I may not... You know, a lot of times when a card is quote-unquote bad, it really just means change or difficulty or you're going to go through a fucking rough patch here or whatever. I, I don't really feel the need to soften that but depending on who I'm talking to I might word it just slightly differently like instead of saying oh yeah you're gonna go through the shit right now it may say well you know you might be seeing some you might be having some difficulty just depends on who it is like if it's somebody like y'all I would say oh girl it's about to get shitty right now (laughs) sorry you know shit's about to happen and and I apologize but like again I don't think to me in a in a traditional tarot deck there are no bad cards there are cards that you uh the there are cards that <clears throat> reveal parts of yourself that you don't want to face that's i mean that's what it is like whatever shortcomings you have i mean i know we all can list we can list them but when you look deep inside and especially when it's an issue that's near and dear to you like your job or your love life or whatever it's really hard to fess up to you just want to rationalize your shortcomings you you want to say well this is why I do this thing and and it's and here's the deal And this and any licensed therapist would tell you the same thing it's okay whatever you're doing is okay I mean as long as you're not assumedly like stabbing somebody or you know hurting other people like however you're handling the situation internally there's no judgment there but like, if you wanna handle it differently, therapy or divination, these are all tools to get you to possibly see a different route.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree with that. I think that if you, do, if you read like we do where it's not like this is definitely happening, right. happening it's framed as this is what could happen, right. then it's very easy to be like, well, this isn't definitely happening, right. but it, so that in and of itself kind of softens a blow of an undesirable outcome or a, an answer that someone doesn't want to hear right. because then the the follow-up is immediately well here's your opportunity to think about how you can get it to come out the way you want right so right
2: which is a positive way to put it
1: i have read for somebody that was in kind of like a a sort of shady like moving on from one significant other to the next and the continuity of of whether those two relationships were overlapping or not was uh, so there was there was some shadiness involved. and as I was reading, I was just describing the cards, and I knew who the who they were describing because they were all court cards. Uh, it was real yeah, obvious, yeah. like literally who everybody was. <laughs> but the person that I'm reading for obviously is in like was not being upfront with anybody, her circle of friends or clearly not these people involved with her about
0: what? what it was ha-
1: what was happening so she i mean i could just read it i knew that she wasn't going to be like oh yes that's me <laughs> so i mean and and that's that's something the that, that you have to accept too is, as a reader you can't force someone to accept a validity of a reading for just on on the face of it at all. like right. some people you can't force anyone to believe that the cards are, are telling you anything meaningful or that are predicting anything that will occur but especially if it if you're telling somebody a hard truth about their situation or about themselves or how or why they got themselves into this situation chances are a lot of people don't want to hear the answer that is obvious which might be one reason why they're asking you to divine for them right because they're wanting to get a different answer to the question they've been asking themselves for weeks that's so,
0: a, oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I know that uh, I I have had friends in the past that have asked, like, asked the same question. Like, Oh, yeah, over, that's a good topic. Over multiple years, they've asked a similar question. Not that I know the question. I just know it's the same because the cards keep saying the same fucking thing every time I read for them. Like, yeah, well, you know, you still haven't resolved whatever this thing is that it, it kind of keeps... Suggesting that you might resolve So yes you're going to get the same answer And again sometimes if it's The same person it, The cards may get a little flippy You know they get a little Sarcastic Just be like, like have you know one card after Another that says basically the same fucking Thing right yeah um, So How do you guys
1: deal with them um, What's your kind of rule of thumb on asking The same question more than once like In terms of in in the same sitting in the same week in the same month like in your experience when when did when did the the tools start getting
0: frustrated with being asked over and over and over I would say after about the third time i mean to me like so i would like i tried to never ask the same question twice to you know, if i'm reading for myself i mean i can always phrase it a little differently or it's always like i never ask you know, don't ever ask a yes or no question, but also like, well, has my current situation, have I done anything to improve my current situation in X, Y, Z or whatever? I'll ask it like that and kind of try to see a a different trajectory. But like, as far as other people, like, since I don't know their question, I don't know if they're asking it exactly the same way, but they're asking about the same thing. Like, when am I going to find a dude or when am I going to, the job of my dreams you know it's it's usually something like that or how am I gonna you know learn how to break free of of you know insert thing here you know and I think yeah after about I would say like twice in the same year if I have read for that person twice in the same year and it's the same question both times the second time it's not gonna be like it's gonna be real sarcastic and it's not I like I'm not doing it (laughs) The cards that just lay out are like, yeah, I told you, (laughs) like, yeah, dad, you told us. It's all very just like, yeah, I already told you this.
2: Yeah, I feel like mine have always been where if I ask the same question over and over again, sometimes, like, the same questions are still relevant, like, where you're, like, checking in on things or, like, you know, what should I do about the situation? But if you haven't taken any act, I found the cards got smart ass when I haven't done anything about it. Yeah, like, If you're
1: asking the same question, hoping for a different answer this yeah, time, that's, that's when it's not going
2: it. to yeah. happen. Right. So like when I've a- asked the same question, sometimes things have changed a lot since mm-hmm. the last time. So the cards right. are obviously different. And then there's times where I didn't do anything about it. And I got basically the same cards. And I was just like, OK, get got the it. message. Yeah. Um, I need to do something about it. So that's that's the experience. I mean, there are some questions I don't mind asking again. Like, yeah. you know, that are that things do change mm-hmm. on like right. your work or your family life or if there's big drastic things. Um, but yeah, if nothing's changed and you haven't done anything about it, asking the question again is this doesn't make sense. You're just the cards are not gonna like they're they're probably gonna get smart ass with you.
0: Your experience.
1: Yeah, that's the same. Um, if I uh, usually, if, if in the moment I'm asking a question for myself or someone else and it's not clear, or like we want informa- or information, or you know, you're kind of like gaming, hoping for a slightly different answer, mm. I'll read with the second deck and just deal them on top or to the side of the first one as like clarification mm. and they almost then it's things start getting spooky yeah then it's woo. then in from another 78 card deck in a celtic cross spread of uh like 10, 10 plus card. cards yeah. depending on how many you want to deal um that you're getting either the exact same card in and around the same position or like literally like the same cards on top of each other yep.
0: um that's happened
1: that's screwy and yeah. it, If the deck wants to be sarcastic, sometimes you'll get something that's like silly, like like where it'll be hyperbolic. Like the first card was like something like whatever, like and then and then you get like the tower on it and they're like,
0: you know, like, yeah, doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done a reading just for entertainment only. Right. But I Mm -hmm. have been real judgy of a stranger that read for me. (laughs) <laughs> but it worked out fine i don't know oh we're recording shit we can that's leave fine this in. We'll no i it. didn't know i was like what we're well, still in like i'm gonna cut all this mode but no yeah i was real like I, I went to new orleans and had one of the um people in the square read for me and uh and it was fine like the reading was fine but it was very like i didn't feel like uh i didn't feel like it was very intuitive Like, I felt like she was just, like, telling me the meanings of the cards, which I already knew. I just acted like I didn't really know. There was no connection made. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Well, I've had an experience also with, like, uh, Jackson Square. Yeah. New Orleans readers where they're obviously have read up on open-ended question techniques. Right. That are kind of... I want to see Connie because that's like
0: mm. but
1: but are used in those situations where you're basically they're techniques that people use to elicit information from people yeah. right so yes. that um, you purposely appear to have information that you wouldn't have known but actually that person kind of told you yeah um, and and also that you're phrasing things as in you're asking people questions mm. where you know so you get like the wheel of fortune and you're like blah 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 travel you know and then you're prompting someone to either supply you the answer of yes i just went out on a trip or why in fact i'm on a trip right now and then if they don't (laughs) do either of those things then you can be like well you should clearly
0: go on a trip like like Uh, things
1: like that where you're you're leading yeah uh, Yeah. maybe
0: that was my problem is i just sat there and didn't i did not comment no i didn't give her anything because i wanted to see how how good she was and to me like Sorry, she wasn't as good as Scarlett at all, because well, I mean, as we all know, Scarlett enjoys speaking, and <laughs> thanks. That's <laughs> no. the most polite way anyone's ever said that. <laughs> you do enjoy talking, and but you have a lot of words too. Like you have a big vocabulary. You have the best words. I have the best words. <laughs> best words. Uh, all the best words, and you can talk about a card for a while. It's not just like, well, this means this. See yeah. you bye. Like you can extrapolate.
2: You're eloquent and you know, how yeah, you. Yeah,
0: exactly. This lady did not have that. And no, there's nothing wrong with that. I think for a tourism like a lark, uh, that's, a, that's a thing. And it can also that, you know what? I may look at it as a lark. That could be somebody's serious fucking reading for somebody. And it could help them turn a corner in something they didn't see. So who am I to fucking judge? You know, I mean, I feel real like an asshole. But I think it's also st-
2: hard when you have your specific people. Because every time I've... There's a, a dog wagging a tail. Doggy. Um, all her But yeah, I think for me, uh, it's been hard for me to get an entertainment type of reading. Because every time I walk in, I'm like, uh, nope. Because like, n- not because of them, but because of my friend group has such good readings. And uh, I just... Yeah, I know. Really. It's always hard for me to let go of that. And I know I probably should, but just try it out. I just, every time I do, I'm like, well, I could just have Scarlet read for me. Yeah, I don't or really I could like just other have Lily already. read runes for yeah. me. And so, I, you know, and I respect those people's professions. Absolutely. Everything. It's just for me, I haven't been able to, to take myself there when I have people so personal to me that do so well at it that I I don't really need it for entertainment when I have it on a very deeper level, I feel like, with friendship.
0: I will say this. I read for two people, two of my close friends. I read for them in a different city uh, when we were on a vacation, and both of them, after those readings... Did like drastic life change stuff. So I Ooh, and they whoa. said they both said it was because of my reading. So wow. like, I don't want to be bragging or anything. It really wasn't. I mean, I don't know that it like was a humble brag. It was a humble brag for sure. But well, I don't want you to out anybody with like specific details.
1: But like, like, what was kind of the reading? Like, were, was it like a real dramatic reading? Or at the time, did it feel like you were just giving? you know a a reasonable interpretation there were
0: a lot of cards in both of their uh spreads that were like kind of what i consider like do or die cards like look you're sitting on this fence you can fucking get off of it and do this thing that you say you want to do or you can still be miserable there were a lot of cards like that like what cards do you remember fuck no no. okay sorry sorry but um But I mean, a lot of the present like present cards were like tower and stuff that, you know, clearly they were going through some strife about something that they were not taking action on. Mm -hmm. So the whole like both of the readings had to do with like, you have to you have to take the action. It's not going to come to you
2: that's think, a good point yeah. yeah I think part of the thing with readings too is like go the way you go into it too because I think that's been part of my problem with entertainment ones is I go into it like hesitant so I don't get it done because I think I like you with like New Orleans or anything like that where if you go into it it might not be the best experience and I'm waiting I'm, I might eventually have an experience where I'm like this is right this feels right I'm gonna go have this random stranger read for me and when that happens, but I I feel like it needs to be like it needs to feel right. As well, well, I feel
0: like I also did myself a disservice because it was this lady that was doing it, and she was fine, but she was not my first pick. My first pick, there's a guy. I don't. I mean, who knows if he's still in Jackson Square? But it's like it rhymes. It's like it's something. I I don't even know, but it's like it's something real silly. Like I want to say like Frank the Tarot Reader, or like it's something real. Short but kind of rhymey, and I'm like, that is my guy, but he's never fucking there when I want to go get my cards read for him. He's always like on a break or whatever. Hmm. So if I ever see him again, I'll alert you to his correct name because that is not it. I but want it to
2: be like Jero reads your tarot. Yeah, or it's something. something like
0: it's something real silly like that because I'm like, oh, that's fucking rad. He's so smart and there was literally nothing wrong with this lady. Uh, she was very like traditional like but she did do some of the eliciting, like try to elicit information for me and I was but I was re- like I feel bad too because I could have been more open, but I knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew what she was doing and I didn't want I didn't want that to be part of the reading, so. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that like I ever really thought about it consciously in terms of ethics. You don't do that. Well, but I just I didn't make a decision like, I think it's unethical to do this. But I just like, if I'm trying to elicit a gasp of surprise from someone about like how intuitive I am, (laughs) doing those kind of tricks that most people can kind of see through is not going to produce a very satisfying gasp of awe later on. Whereas if I'm reading it cold as I can, especially, I mean, as cold as I can if I know the person anyways, but not knowing the question, just reading and, and making the story be about the cards right. and letting them lay that meaning, if it's parallel or analogous to their situation, right? I think is, is much more satisfying. And I also have let go of an outcome, like right. having feedback from people being like, because first of all, people are real fucking polite. Like I've never had anyone be yeah. like, fuck you, that was a waste of my time, <laughs> flip the table over. <laughs> like true so I mean usually
0: if they're asking you they want
1: yeah yeah so I mean but I think that that just having it be think of it more as like practice for me has helped me let go not that I was ever really tightly held on to the idea of, of expecting someone to be like impressed or amazed right. or or um thank me because that helps you let go of trying to make it showy it also helps you let go of um being worried if you're gonna tell somebody an answer that they don't want to hear because they they might and so if you're hoping for for gratification you're gonna censor yourself so so i think that i don't i don't I, i guess what i'm trying to say is i never really laid down like ethical rules of thumb for myself but it just kind of happened because it by doing so i was trying to be a better reader So by not relying on that, I had to just go to the cards. Do you guys have any kind of like ethical rules of thumb or is it just sort of like.
2: I'm Mm -hmm. learning as I go. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't I don't try not to act unethically. I I do want to give a shout out to somebody I follow on Instagram because uh, she does do uh, she'll do like two card readings or whatever and throw them up on Instagram. And I always like her. I like her descriptions and her basically like she's very, um, here are these cards and these are kind of what these are about and go out and get them today. Darlings, you know, I mean, it's real like, or, or Hey, you might be going through some shit. Like it's good. I like the way she writes. Anyway, her name is Paige. Uh, I think it's Zafario. I'm probably saying that wrong. Anyway, it's, uh, uh, tarot and tea.
1: Oh yeah, I, I get her newsletter sometimes, yeah, and I, it
0: keeps going to my junk box. But
1: I I do like her demeanor. She's very like sassy. And she's very sassy, lighthearted. Yeah,
0: lighthearted, and she's um, I don't know. I like her. She uses a million different decks, so it's always good to see what kind of decks she's got that she's using. It's uh, yeah, she's really cool. So you could uh, follow her if you wanted to. I I enjoy it very much. Uh, anybody else got any divination heroes that you? Follow her, look to her, anything? No, right on. I mean, we could talk about decks and stuff all day, but well, I
1: think we shall. Let's let's do that. Let's revisit more divination issues. We
0: will do a whole shall. little sir is We will. Well, uh, this has been fun. Yeah.
1: Right mm-hmm. on. I learned so many things I didn't know. Me
0: too. So we many had some, twists and turns. A lot of questions. Please feel free to either join our. Uncoven Facebook oh, yes. group, it is a s- closed group, yes. not a secret group. People will know you belong in the group if you uh, gain admittance, but
2: they won't see what you're posting or talking about. No, yeah. they won't,
0: they'll just see that you belong to a group called Hex Rated Uncoven. Is that correct? Yes, okay, yeah, awesome. There's also, we haven't talked about it in a long time, but we are still doing the newsletter. Uh, every 13th of the month and to sign up you can find information on our instagram page or on our facebook page or on our website hexratedpodcast.com yes and it
1: also um we're a little behind but it has an archive of past newsletters so yes you're not on the newsletter train or do not have your email very organized or whatever
0: you can read all the old ones you sure can that Mm -hmm. would be an awesome thing for you to do in your spare time and uh Please feel free to send us emails, uh, direct messages on Instagram, uh, all kinds of all kinds of ways to get in touch with us. But we'd love to hear about your divination stuff and what you're doing out there and what you find interesting, or if you liked any of the things we talked about. If you think about how it relates to therapy, uh, yeah, give us your thoughts and thoughts and opinions. Yes, please. No. And until then, hocus pocus, bitches. bitches.